0: Show. When New South Wales won it and you came in that first year, you threw caution to the wind and you had all those debutantes. Off the back of a series loss last year, do you feel like doing the same thing again this year? Well, I feel like um, it was tough from my point of view last year. It was late in the year, players were tired, staff were tired. Everyone was pretty tired. And uh, I feel like, if anything, the thing that I didn't back as much was instinct. There were things I saw just around camp, and I feel like I didn't back myself as much as I normally did and, and I, there's a way I get myself into that frame of mind and I'm, a, and I'm in that now. I make sure I'm, um, I'll never do that again. Be the ball. Mm-hmm.
1: G'day everybody. Welcome to episode 235 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson. That is Mr. Rob Cox. He doesn't have the special What's light, right? the toilet seat light, working tonight. So no. he's a little bit darker on the uh, YouTube mm. version. But I'm sure he's just as bright as ever on the audio version mm. of this podcast, aren't you, mate?
2: I'm, I'm always dark, mate. You know that. You just spoke to me for the last five minutes to uh, calm
1: me down a little bit. I'm fired I've up I've done. Tonight, I've done my best. Um, Do you need to go 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 somewhere and centre yourself, like Freddie Fitler has just said, as he opened... Um, the show no, with his um, changes in mindset for Origin?
2: No, I did that about 15 minutes ago, mate, and
1: we are low on paper. So um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm centred. It's a good spot. Uh, as we open the show, it's episode 235. We are talking Origin. Cocksmith, that's the only reason he's doing the episode tonight. I think he's got mm. a million other things he should be doing. But if we weren't talking <laughs> Origin, it wouldn't be happening. I know this man. Uh New South Wales, game one, it's their team. It's our team that we think we're going to pick, or what the team that you and I will pick, and then sort of vary into what we think Freddie might go with. I am incredibly encouraged, Cocksmith by that um, little blurb from 100% footy last night. Um, yep. You know, and anyone who's listened to his show for a couple of years uh, is aware of my... Um, dislike's not the right word. I, I just... I don't rate how uh, the sleep doctor, also known as Crowley Alexander seems to um, run with form over performance in the past when it comes to origin. And we saw what happened last year. Yes, it was a special November end of season origin period, but mm-hmm. it's happened before where Freddie's listened to the Sleep Doctor and we've lost game one. up. I think it was 2019.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This time he listened to him for almost, it seemed like three games. I mean, he was kind sort of locked into the players he had to pick at the end of last year. But that blurb from Freddie just then, go with his gut. This is what made Freddie, I think, the right guy for New South Wales a couple of years back. Is mm. he going to ignore the sleep doctor in 2021, mate?
2: I don't think he's going to ignore him, but I think he's going to put more weight on his gut feel. And, yeah. and you know, also, let's be honest, Freddie really enjoys being New South Wales um, coach.
1: Yeah.
2: And I think another loss would have the... You know, the board at New South Wales may be scratching their head thinking, do we need to update our coach? So there's probably a little little stench of desperation in there.
1: Is that a bad as thing desperate
2: as No, I mean, as desperate as someone like Freddie can be, who's a pretty calm, cool character. And I think desperate
1: um, of uh, Kevin Walters versus desperate of Fred Phillip might two different things.
2: Very different. Uh, Freddie's yeah. a pretty cool customer. But um, I, I like the idea that he's going to go with his gut. I mean, they... Mm the The board, the board chose to have Freddie as coach, not Greg Alexander. And there's nothing Correct. wrong with Brandy. I mean, yeah. Brandy was a champion, got, got the player, creds, a really good got the creds. Um, you know, but maybe Freddie's been listening to outside influences. A well, Greg Brandy's a little is inside, but he needs to go with what he feels. He needs to live and yeah. die by his own decisions. I agree. Um, and so hopefully he does that. Hopefully he doesn't kind of. Fold a little bit when the when the blowtorch is on in the selection room, but mm. I don't think he will. Freddie's a pretty resolute character, and I think once he's made his mind up to do something, I don't know if you're going to change it. Yeah, I, don't, I think it doesn't the, matter. The other you thing,
1: are. really, in Freddie's um, advantage or whatever you want to call it, right now is that we have a flow. We have a um, the game is changing in regards to week to week who's available. It's not like yeah. you've got to pick your squad and you've got to stick with it like they did last year. And mm. Freddie's been really clear. Another a part of, of what he said um, on 100% footy was, I'm not going to say this guy's in the team. I'm not going to say this guy's in the team now because there's still three weeks mm. to play. Mm. So he understands, and I think he had said that Phil Gould's the guy that told him this, is don't pick your team six months out. Don't pick your team no. six days. like oh, six weeks out. Pick it yeah. when you have to pick it. On the week, and, yeah. And, and as you look at the, the teams, and that's what we'll get into now, for so New South Wales, there's only one player, I think, that, is under a serious injury cloud, and that's Cameron Murray. And I think mm-hmm. we both agree that he's in the mm-hmm. 17 if he's fit, mm-hmm. correct?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he's in my 17, and, and I mm-hmm. suggest to you that he would be in Freddie's 17 if, if all is fit and well. Um, I I can't see
1: him leaving Murray out. Um, so I know, think he's, he's definitely in the squad, whatever they pick, in in three in two weeks' time. So yeah, that's actually a bit of – it helps us when we pick our teams now because – we're not sweating on availability as much as, um, you know, what do we think Freddie's going to do? Latrell mm. Mitchell's the one who's got one week left on his suspension. I think he play, doesn't play this weekend. He'll have two games um, heading in mm. to uh, game number one. There are some variables. I- I'm not even going to pick up the team from last year. Um, no. As we say, it was a different situation. Queensland, yeah. they're the shield holders and congratulations to them. But we're both Blues fans. It's just the nature of what happens when you're born in the state. Well, sometimes. Um, and we're going to get into what we think is going to be basically our teams. And then from that, we'll sort of yep. do our best to squeeze it into what Freddie's going to do. That's fullback, yeah. mate. Um, we have so a thousand fullbacks. Choice. Yeah, there's <laughs> so only one So it's going to be choice, Jay so. Tedesco,
2: isn't it? it is. Well, for mine and yours, yes.
1: Yeah. I don't see how, even though the Roosters are having a, a injury interrupted and, and the rest of it... Um, Start of the year, but there's just no way that the guy who captained game three last year is not going to be the number one. Let's just stop all the turbo yeah, over he, him, and yeah, it's not going to happen.
2: It's not going to happen. He's in the team, and he's got the number one on for now. Okay, so unless Andrew
1: and he he will be captain. I I feel as well.
2: Yeah, well, I think but without, without
1: Courtney,
0: yeah,
2: the the only other one that might be the captain, um, but I don't think he will be given the given the company would be Cleary. Um, mm. Because, you know, when we get to him, that number seven is his. Um, but I think you're right. I think uh, James Tedesco will be your your captain for sure. And
1: we're locking him into Teddy's 18 as well as captain. Okay. The wing. It's an interesting situation because uh, Freddie, with the, the, the abundance of fullbacks that he's got to pick this year as opposed to last year, um, mm-hmm. he's got to pick Josh Adokar and... Six tries the other day, Put pay to any thoughts. And and I was more thinking balance of team and and whatnot. But, you know, obviously I was way wrong with that. He'll be in the team. There's Mm. no doubt about it. He's on the left wing. Do you think he's guaranteed left wing? Because I don't think he is.
2: No, I don't think he's guaranteed which wing. I just think he's guaranteed a
1: spot in the team. Because the, the, Um, the question on the other side of the field is, if we don't play at Okar, who can play either side, on the right wing, we have to manu- re- manufacture Daniel Tupu or Brian Toho, who are both playing left wing at club level. Yeah. And I but think Tio, that's, the, that's the balance, isn't it? It's, it's between those two for the other spot.
2: Well, I think Toto could play right wing as well, like he did last year. Um, you know, yeah. Mansour was a left winger, so you know, I think it'd be it'd come down to maybe Freddie making the call or, or saying to the boys, which one do you think your strongest wing is, and mm. let them sort it out. Um, I, I think for mine, Toto is in the team. I mean, he's a, he's making too many meters, and you know, he is sus, I'm not sus under the high ball, he's pretty safe, but he, he's got a little bit of a height disadvantage, he's only about five foot ten. So, you know, when you got guys like, um uh, Corey Oates Or someone like that Who's 6'3, 6'4 uh, He's got a little bit Of a height disadvantage But mate Have last you just, week, put, have
1: you just t- put Corey Oates In the Queensland Origin though?
2: Well I imagine He would be um,
1: I imagine I He, he, he could be. be No Okay it, I'll, I'll but, pick but, um, Gago on the wing I would imagine Okay and who And, who? and Coates Or Holmes. Okay. Holmes and It'll be Holmes and Coates Sorry Gago In the centre
2: Okay well Holmes Is about the same height As Tyo
1: Yeah
2: Is he So Yes yeah, if he's taller, he's mate. There's an inch in it, you know. He's not much taller. Um, Toto mm. for me brings the energy, he, he, is- he can finish really well. He's good from the back. Um, I like okay, him. I, 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 I hear that,
1: he- I hear that, but I reckon Tupu offers all that plus the height and the ability to target
0: in the air.
2: Look, I, I think Tupu's had plenty of chances, mate, and and you know, he's. He's had one or two okay games, but he's never done really anything special. I want to give the young guy a go and bring that energy, bring that Panthers energy into the mm. team. Um,
1: I, I don't I, mind who it is, but mm. I just, I really worry about the Toto in the air thing, especially if it's going to be potentially Toto versus Coates. Yeah, Coates, I don't. It, does, it, to kick it to... doesn't, it doesn't bother
2: me whatsoever, mate. Because I mean, Val Holmes would be just as susceptible. You know, mm. um, and let's be honest. Quite often, you know, unless they're really kicking deep into a corner, the fullback will be back in with him anyway. So he'll get some protection from his centres. I mean, uh, which we'll go through in a moment. But the the centres that I picked are both going to be uh, very much experienced in their positions, um, mm. as well as other positions.
1: The interesting element when I bring up the top the tie versus Tupu in the air thing is that in Origin last year, Tupu was there all three games and we barely kicked to him.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. use his advantage. And that yeah. could have been because he wasn't focused on that, not, focused on other things in the team, and maybe because the 5-8s changed five times or whatever it did. But mm. to me, that's the reason that I would go with Tupu over Toto is because I think you've mm. got to have that, that Hail Mary element or that de- de- that dedicated part of your game plan. I just mm. don't think Toto offers us. Don't get me wrong. I love what Toto is doing. And I think he's that kind of player that I don't think he um, let us down holding the ball. I just really worry about defensively from, from that aspect. And Yeah. It doesn't
2: really bother me all that much. I think his advantages outweigh his disadvantages. And I think he's, he's probably the top two or three wingers in the comp at the moment. And I think he's head and shoulders, uh, no pun intended, above Tupu at the moment.
1: Okay. So we're thinking you're going with Toto. I'm going with Tupu and it's either or I don't think anybody else is in the mix. I mean, Blake Ferguson, if there was an injury, I could see Freddie mm. pulling him in yeah, um, yeah, because he's done in the past, but there's nobody else that, mm. that really, you know, um, comes into play there. The centres, mate, um, this is where the the big questions, and it won't be about Tom Trebojevic because we're guaranteeing he's locked in to right centre, is that correct? He's a
2: right centre, yep. For me, right centre. And I think he, we've seen enough in the last uh, four or five weeks um, for Freddie to pick him.
1: Yeah, uh, and I saw a little bit of the clips from that Game 2 match um, in Perth two years ago. Yeah. He doesn't just stay out in the centre spot. He hunts. No. He hunts. Yeah. and um, He
2: plays like he does at fullback. He gets a roaming licence.
1: Let's not underscore or, or not uh, underemphasise the value of a, think a guy like Tietropojevic in that team for New yeah. South Wales. It's it's something special. Yep. The other centre spot, um, it's coming down to two players, I think. Uh, L Mitchell and Jay Whiten, is that right?
2: Yeah, well, look, they're, they're the two that I think of when I'm thinking of left centre at the moment. But, um, uh, you know, Luttrell, Luttrell's got it for me. He's got the a bit of extra spark, um, slightly bigger body than and um, can pull off big shots to uh, fire his team up. And I think we may see
1: a different Latrell mitchell this series than we did um, a couple of series ago. I've seen a lot from Latrell this year where – and this isn't a shot at him, but he hasn't looked as lean as he's looked in the past, yet his game mm. fitness has been really good. Mm. He's, he's actually mm. been doing a lot more at fullback. And the big question basically is how how match fits he's going to be. He'll have two games to come back mm. in, um, mm. playing fullback both matches. So you wouldn't expect that to be a concern. Look, to me, it comes down to what happens at 5.8, whether I have Whiten in the centres or not. Uh, mm. At this stage, I think... Jack White has three matches to save his origin career. Well, his origin position this, this thing. He's got the Bulldogs this weekend, and then he's mm. got the Storm and the Roosters in the two weeks after that. Mm. Canberra, we'll get to them in the third segment of this show, but he has to stand up and, and really make a difference here. Otherwise, Literal Mitchell will be the left center for New South Wales, I believe. If they go and three or one and two, Cam, he'll miss yeah. it, I think.
2: Yeah. He, he, you know, definitely Whiten on his day um, in the past has been a great player. He, he can play both centre and 5'8". Um, I just think Luttrell is a better, a better choice right now. Uh, I think he started the season better and consistently better. Um, he hasn't just had one or two, you know, bright moments. He's consistently been better. So, um, you know, I think um, I, I, can't, I can't look at Jack at the moment in the centres. Um, yeah. I, I really think that both Luttrell and Tommy offer the best um, uh, defence and attack for, you know, for what we're looking for.
1: So the outside backs for New South Wales at this stage, looks like it's going to be Tedesco, Adderkar, Mitchell, Trebojevic, and either Toto or Tupu. Um, and yes. the, the pending part is whether Whiten can put his hand up effectively. Yeah, he really Number needs of, to He really needs to go and get it. You know, But they need to win. I, I honestly believe they've got to beat. He has to lead them to a victory over the Roosters or the Storm to force mm-hmm. his way in. And if play lose, well in both. If they lose those games, I think he, yeah. he misses out in game one. He might still be there later in the series. That's, mm. but I'll never rule that out because he's done the job for him in the past. Number six, yeah. Jerome Luai. Uh Really like what he brings. Um, There's an energy. There's arrogance there. There's Mm. certainly a lot of confidence. Origin's a different beast though, Cocksmith. And Mm. we've seen it do things to certain players um, Mm. in the past where they've come in with the wind at their back, um, their team going a million miles an hour and they get to Origin and they just freeze. Or they find that the the cauldron's just too too hard. Um, We've seen this with Cody Walker. Um, mm. We've seen it a little bit with Latrell, yes. um,
2: you know, in his first um, first game. And you know, before last year began, I I acknowledge that Luai to me was, you know, good player, good player. Mm. I didn't think he was going to. I th- I thought that Cleary was going to outshine him during the year, and he would just become very second fiddle.
1: Yeah,
2: I couldn't have been you know, farther from the truth. Lou, I, I really stood up last year. He did, didn't he? And the great thing about him, he, you're right, he's got the arrogance, he's got the confidence, he, he talks the talk, but he can walk the walk as yeah. well. And not only that, if Cleary goes down, he slots straight into seven. Correct. And yeah. he does it for Penrith. Penrith have won games without Cleary this year. They they won games last year without Cleary. Um uh, with Luai at seven running the team, so it's pretty much a, a pretty much it's a, a you know a like for like, except Luai can play second fiddle as well if he needs to, and he'll let let Cleary do what he needs to do. And I think we're going to see a very different Nathan Cleary this year in Origin too. Mm. Um, and we need to in Origin. That's as not well. just that's because not we just, need to. He's yeah. ne- he's never really stood up in Origin. No, you know, and I, I'm one of I'm one of Nathan's biggest fans. So but not, I acknowledge I that, that he's never really done a lot in origin and he needs to this year. I actually think his first game might have been his best game so far. Um, back in the 2018.
1: I think 2018 was his first one.
2: 2018. I think so. Uh, he, he needs to be a lot more dominant um, in this game. And it's going to be hard with DC, go up against DCE and being compared against DCE, one of the best, you know, of this era. Um, but I really think that Cleary and Luai will bring that club form I know that's a scary, a scary thing. People, you know, often rely too much on club form. And um, but I think that I really, honestly believe that that Cleary and Luai are our best six and seven combination.
1: I'm with you. Um, what I want to see in the next three weeks is is not a drop off in Penrith. That's the big thing for me. And I, I talk about the confidence. Yep. They can lose a game. I can live with them losing a game if mm. they're in the game. I don't want to yep. see. Penrith, which we haven't seen for a long time. Don't, like. I'm not expecting yeah. to see them fall into a hole or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah. I need that that confidence, that arrogance, that that, that role to keep yep. going, going into game yep. one, for me to say Jerome Luai, you got the six and alongside Nathan Cleary, who's going to be the seven. We know that. And that means that I'm of the belief that Whiten probably misses out in game one. I, I have... well, I, I've, if, if, if Mitchell's good when he comes back and Whiten doesn't impress in my team as well i'm probably having to leave out Whiten, which 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 hurts because i know what he can offer us but sure. i also go there's a bit more potency there really is with mitchell on the left side outside lui mm. and um mm. on the right side outside cleary
2: yeah yeah and and look the the beauty like i say, with lui is you can fill in with cleary and and i i actually believe if the if if the unforeseen god forbid happened and and cleary was injured before origin I think Luai gets picked in seven.
1: That was the that was the I was going to throw at you because if he got hurt, who do you pick? Well, same problem with D Cook at nine. Um, there is an option there, and we'll get to that. But yeah, it's it's a big I think, question. I think Luai, I think
2: Luai. Honestly, I, I would pick Luai in seven and, and White and in six. White in six.
1: Um, yeah, there's nobody else that absolutely. Well, the only other option
2: right. is the only other option is Adam Reynolds, um,
1: who would do a job, but he that, is he a, well, is he a difference he, maker?
2: The kicking game is fantastic, mm. but I don't know if he brings enough oomph to which is to what we really want to spark the theory.
1: That's for sure. Yep. The front row, mate. Uh, I think this picks themselves the starting two front rowers. Uh, I've got yep. D Safidi and Jay Paulo as my two front rowers.
2: Correct. Same say to I, mate. I think they're the they're the in-form front rowers for New South Wales at the moment, or first-string front rowers. Yeah. Um, and I think that they will do the business. Uh, Safidi. Uh, was fantastic last year.
1: He was our best player uh, in the whole
2: series, I thought. Yeah, he was. And and Paulo is starting to play longer minutes now, um, which has always been his Achilles heel. And and you know, he's um he stood up. He's uh I think he's the best front rower in the Sydney comp at the moment in the Sydney uh area conference. out of the seven or eight yeah the Sydney conference, Sydney conference. um yeah I, I think he's going real well um okay. so they're definitely my two picks
1: I I Really like the idea of them coming back after half time. That's why I really like the idea of them both starting. Um, yeah. Because they can make an impact when they come on. Whereas I think what we get to the bench, you, you're not, you want an impact, but you're sort of, you're bridging to then those two front rowers come back on the field. And I, I don't yeah. think a Apollo or even a Safiti should be in that bridge role. They should be, you know, giving us their best 2025 at key parts of the yeah. match. Yeah,
2: no, I agree, mate. I mean, the only thing for me, I'm just having a quick uh, gander at my bench. We will get to the bench, but I'm a little reluctant not to pick two front rowers on the bench. Um, I like a like for like going on on a well, first. technically,
1: rotation. I haven't got two front rowers on my bench either, but we will get mm, to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, uh,
2: but what about the hooker? Is there anyone else other than the chef?
1: If 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 the chef can cook, um who is rubber man because he's gone down about five times so far this year and just got back yep. up and did you know he did yep. you know he um he was a champion beach sprinter, did you know that?
2: Apparently, apparently hmm. they say so. I mean, it that's, comes that's up from time whisper whisper to time on the
1: street. Um yeah. he must have learned how to have rubber ligaments on the beach. That's pretty impressive yeah. how he just keeps getting up. I, I actually the other day, I think a message, I message you I would have taken um Cook off with 20 minutes to go in that Yeah, He did, right you Melbourne. mess? yeah, yeah. Um because yeah. he was yeah. playing busted, he hurt his knee when Munster stole the ball off him, I just thought, get him off. Um, but then again, Queensland, two and two. Ah. Uh, D Cookie will be the hooker. The only guy who really um, looks like will uh, fill in if he had to, would be Appy Corusau. Um He would be, and I think he might even make like a, depending on, I don't know where the draw is with round 13, whether Penrith have a game or not, but it wouldn't surprise me if Appy was, was in that that squad for the training sessions.
2: Well, it, it, depending on the size of the squad. But if you had a 22, 23 men squad, I'd have to say you'd want two hookers in there, and Appy's your next
1: best. Okay. The second row, I think there are two standout selections on the left edge and the right edge. Yep. Because, and a reasonable hold lock forward and who the multitude of players we can pick there. Um, mm. Have we both got Cam Murray on the bench for New South Wales before we say who's going to start? Or do you have. Cam I don't. I've,
2: I've got him starting,
1: you know, and, and this is.
2: Uh, it's, it's always debatable, but I like him starting because he he brings a bit of speed in the middle, um, fast you know, fast legs in the middle. Um, so yeah, I've I've got him. But again, I've At got thirteen a, or I,
1: in the, on the edge.
2: I've got him thirteen. I've got him a thirteen. Okay. Um, Murray. Um, my back row yep. might differ from yours a little bit, okay, but correct. I've gone I've gone with Crichton and Frizzell, uh in the back row. I think I think Crichton is the form. Back row at the moment in the, the competition. I don't and think playing any
1: better. And he's playing left and Frizzell playing is playing left. right. I'm the same. Yep. They're my left and yep. right. I've got no. Frizzell, yep. I think, was down a bit last year um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in terms of impact. Uh, and I really want to see um, a big series from him. I think we need that because mm. he'll be up against, uh, he'll be playing up against um, Cafusi and yep. uh, Crichton will get the job on for feeder, which is. Yep. It's a big job. It is a big job. Yeah. So I've got um, Crichton and Frizzell. I think that's locked in. That'll be the left edge and right edge for New South Wales. Yeah. And I'm with you in the sense that Jake Trebojevic, I'm sorry, you're in my 17, but you're not starting anymore. And, I, I, and yeah. the reason that I'm, I'm with you there is that I think his role now, it's not as dynamic as it was two or three years ago. I think he's yeah. playing much more like a, a, a proper lock. Yep. Which is good for Manly. They needed him to do more hit ups. They need that. Yeah. Yep. I just really think we need some speed and we need some familiarity potentially with Luai and um, mm. Cleary in that thirteen that thirteen jumper. So where I'm sitting is I'm going. Um, it's either Isaiah Yo to start, mm. or it's Victor Radley. That's mm-hmm. that's that comes down to. I just I just have a feeling that Freddie might go with Rads um, because of mm-hmm. his. Ball playing ability, but I'm probably leaning myself towards Yo starting the game there. I don't, I don't, I don't want Yo playing eighty minutes. I'll be clear on mm. that. Um, mm. But I like the idea of him and Murray doing the old mm. switcheroo at lock. Look, I like the combination.
2: I like the combination of of the the lock, the half, and the five eight all around the middle, uh, or, or, or you know, kind of edge to middle. My only problem with having Yo in the team, yep, is someone's going to have to miss out. And for mine, it's going to have to be Radley or Jake Teprovich that misses out. Um, so I've got it a little bit different, and and I've gone Murray to start, only yep. because he's so solid and a, and a good starter. Um, and I've gone Radley on the bench. Gotcha. So that means Yo so misses out for you. For me, Yo misses out, but he is in. He's at he's at nineteenth man. Okay.
1: So I know. I know, um, He's my I first
2: forward. My first drop forward, if you if you know what I'm saying.
1: So getting to the bench, are we both of the view um, that Trubojevic plays that prop role off the bench?
2: Well, I think he can play both. I mean, he's going to play in the middle. He's going to ball play a little bit in the middle and he may, may need to be a hit-up man in the middle as well. So for mine, I'm going to say I've got two front rowers on the bench, but I think that Trubojevic is an interchange with a lock. And my, my bench is Haas, Payne Haas. Yep. yep. Uh, Victor Radley, Jake Trebojevic, and Ryan Pappenhausen. So, uh, Hass, Radley, Trebojevic,
1: Jake, and Ryan Pappenhausen. Okay, my bench is Trebojevic, Murray, um, Radley, if he's fit, like, so it's basically between, if if Murray's not fit, I think Radley comes in. It's really a flip of the coin between Yo and Radley. I'm I'm really... I've definitely got Murray in that spot. It's just between okay, but hold those on. Two.
2: your 13 is Yo.
1: Yes. So Radley who's, misses who's out. Your 14? If, so Radley misses out if um, Murray's fit. If Murray's not fit, okay, Radley comes in for him. That's okay, so that's,
2: so let's pretend you've got Yo at yep. 13. Name okay. your 14, 15, 16, and 17.
1: Pass Troboyovich, Murray, Pappenhausen.
2: Okay. So we're all the same except um, We've got different different. So starters. I
1: need you want to see. I think you want to see Murray play that last round before game one, mainly because it's right. an ankle syndes. Yes. I don't know if it's syndes- It's it's close to syndesmosis. Um, yeah. So I want to see him get some game just to know that it's fine. But that's yeah. where I'm fitting. I, I can't go wrong. I, I really haven't got an issue between Yo or Radley. It's I, I, yeah. I flip a coin on those two. Slightly different players, but. Hmm playing playing that middle role to start the game. I really like the yeah. idea of Trebojevic coming on and playing 15 minutes at full tilt. I, yeah. I want to see that. I don't want to see mm. pacing himself for 60, which he can do yeah. with his eyes closed. But yeah. I just think that ball-playing ability and knowing his role is 20 minutes. I really think we see the yeah. best of, of Jake in that role. Um, Haas, yeah. like he had last year, disappointing at origin level, let's be perfectly honest. Um, and I think it's an adjustment for a young player who is lent on so heavily at club level to come into a team where he's not going to play 65 minutes. He's going to play a 10 minute stint and he might get another chance after that. He's got to really just adapt and rip in for those times and give us some oomph off the bench. I don't need him to play 50 minutes. He'll play half an hour at most.
2: He's got to be told that you're going to play you know two 15 minute stints or one full 20 minute stint and you need to empty the tank. Go out and empty the tank. Here's your job. This is what you're doing to cause havoc in the middle and you know, you've only got one job, mate. Don't save yourself. Um, but yeah, look, Haas can do it. Um, and I think that, you know, he's such a big, strong, fast body um, that he can be a handful. I think for that 15 or 20 minute stint. Yeah. Um, and then, and then obviously you get to Pappenhausen um, and I've got him, I've got him bracketed by the way. I, I've got him, I've got him picked. He's in, he's, he's my, my, Bench back, yep. but if there was an issue, then I've got Whiten as yep. Whiten and Yo are my 18th and nineteens. Um, yep. So one back, one forward. Um, who would you have as a back and a forward?
1: You've got Murray. Well, uh, I, sorry. Um, well, I've, I think um, Gutherson will be eighteenth man. I think okay. he'll get. I think he'll get picked ahead of Whiten. Whiten but is that, that who you out. would have?
2: Is that who uh, you would no, have? You'd have nothing. Gutherson.
1: I'd, I'd have okay. um, Whiten as that as that option, as that end man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, because he can play more positions and he can yeah, play as a forward. He could play as a forward. He, he really could. He,
2: yeah, he could play as a back
1: role. Um, I mean, whereas uh, Gutho, can... as great as he is at club level, he is a fullback who makes other players better playing that role. Yeah. I think we saw last year, Center just, it doesn't emphasise the, the qualities of C. Gutho. It just doesn't. No, and, I,
2: th- I think it doesn't do him justice. I no. think he is a better fullback. But... Unfortunately, in this team, he'd be the fourth best fullback because I think the other three in front of him
1: are better. So, as we yeah. wrap up, we've Good given Desco. you our teams. How do we fit Paffenhausen on the field? How do we get him in? What, what, who does he come on for?
2: Well, I, I well personally, I think he comes on like Ponga did a couple of years ago as a as a uh, a roving lock, a, a guy that's going to just pop up anywhere as a second fullback. You know, you probably wouldn't want Teddy off the field, um, but you want that speed of, of of Pappenhausen to be hanging with the halves and maybe running inside balls and doing a Billy Slater. Um, that's the way he comes on, unless there's an injury. You know, mm. I think it 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 kind of it doesn't make sense when I say this, but I think if let's just say Latrell goes down, right? If Latrell goes down, you've got to make a you've got to make a decision. What are we going to do here? And I think the smart thing might be to, well, the only two options you got is to play Pappenhausen in the centres or Tedesco. And I don't think you'd lose much with either, you no. know, um, and the same thing with Tommy. If a, se- if a winger goes down, it makes sense that Pappenhausen You could also move straight to, that out
1: to the uh, centres if you had to as well. You
2: could, you could. But I don't know if you want Pappenhausen playing in the, in the, in the forwards too much, well, unless he's just that
1: roving. I would take, for this is how I would use him. Frizzell's mm. got 60 minutes, maybe less. And then I would push a Murray onto the edge or a Yo onto the edge and I would bring in um, Pappenhausen. Uh, mm. and it's just not, sniff around the middle. I, I, it's not that I don't think Frizzell offers heaps for 80 minutes. I just go, mm. we're more dangerous in those last 20 if we've got Pappy on the field than we would mm. if we've got a tired Frizzell. That's just the nature of the beast. Um, yep. that's not a sledge on Frizzell whatsoever. I just think you've got to mm. find a way to get him on the field. And I think he's the most yep. logical guy. You play yep. him for 60 or 55 or whatever it is, and you get Pappy on the field uh, and mm. you, you just roll with it. Uh, I really like that the way this team comes together, Coxsmith, um, mm. so much more than last year when we were raging hot favourites. Um, yep. And Queensland had the worst team in origin history. Thanks, Paul Gowan. Freddie, you
0: know, just... what, what about picking blokes? Out of position. Last year we picked a couple of well, fullbacks are in the centres. Now and there was a couple of times in game one where they got called out. But when you have a look at this year, Latrell was playing well until he got suspended. Mm. And obviously Tommy Turbo, two fullbacks you could probably put in the centres. Is that something you consider Well, again, it worked in the past. Guys? It's worked in the past, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it didn't last year. So are you going to consider playing guys in their position, or are you just going to pick the best seventeen? Just when it comes up, you know. Mm. We'll sit around and have a chat, and um, you know, like blokes like Turbo, obviously very special. Latrell's very special. Mm. You know, and if they're playing really good footy at fullback, you know, if you go through the, the period you played when you were up against Queensland, you had, you know, Darius Boyd playing on the wing, you had Greg Inglis playing in the centres, you had Billy Slatter at fullback, all fullbacks for their own team. So, you know, if your team, the players are really good and good enough and your team plays well, then they cover it. We just didn't play well enough last year.
1: I didn't keep it in the opener, but a gal who played out of position at origin level for a few years at prop, even though you'd argue, is a property title of life, um, was all anti-picking players at a position. And I loved how Freddie, he basically turns to Gal and says, yeah, but we had good players in those positions last year. Mm. Whereas I had special yeah. players in those positions a couple of years before. Don't forget that, yeah. PG-13. Mm. Um, mm. And this team has got a lot of special players. If we're leaving Jack Whiten out of our 17s, it's got some pretty good has Oh, little, mate, it, it's got some it pains me to do problems. that. Yeah. It pains me to
2: do that because I love Jack and I, he's my favourite Canberra player, um, uh, and I love him because of his utility value. Like he can play one, two, five, three, four, six, um, mm. you know, and maybe thirteen. Um, if you asked him to do a job at seven, he probably could too. You'd probably play nine. His utility value is so good, and I think to leave him out of the team, it just shows you how good this team, on paper, is. Um, but I think we will see Jack whiten play origin this year I just don't think we're going to see him in the first game um there's you know natural attrition that happens around origin time and um, I think the first back to go down whiten comes in even if we see him on a wing yeah I think he's in um so yeah that's that's our one through for me
1: 19 you 18 I'm, so let's just quickly wrap it up for people this is the team we think Freddie's probably going to pick. It's, a, it's yep. a mash of what we're saying, but we're pretty much on the same page. Tedesco at fullback, Addo Carr and To'o or Tupu on the wings. Um, yep. Mitchell and Trebojevic, possibly Whiten um, and Mitchell bracketed. Uh, Luai, Cleary, Safidi, Cook, Paulo, Crichton, Frizzell, Murray slash Yo slash Bradley. And the bench, we think Trebojevic, Haas, Pappenhausen and then whichever player doesn't hold that locks forward spot down between. Murray, Yo, or Radley, Radley. as the one um, of them will miss out. One of, of them will miss out, and we think I actually think Gutherson's an absolute certainty because as he 18th. loves him as eighteenth. And I would pick Whiten, but I just have a feeling yep. that Freddie will pick. Yeah. Um, in oh, I'm
2: I'm exact same opinion. I would pick Whiten, but I think you're right. I think Freddie really likes him, so he'll and pick just
1: giving everybody the the due that they deserve. These are the players that we we haven't even mentioned who are going to miss out on on game one for New South Wales. I'm just going to read the back rowers who are going to miss out. One of Yoel Radley, um, Dale Finnecke, Nathan Brown, Wade Graham, Ryan Madison, uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. if he decides he wants to play for New South Wales, finally. Um, he would have been in the mix if he probably hadn't um, mouthed off about how he supported Queensland a couple of years ago. Even Liam Martin's the kind of player that Freddie would pick out of um, off the bench just to play that same role. Uh, and then the front row, Campbell Gillard's probably the front rower that misses out. I'm happy he's not on the side in terms of I don't think he's in that echelon of the other guys. I think we're better served pushing a Travoy bitch into that, that front row role. Mm. Um, uh, Dave Clemmer hasn't shown enough. He just hasn't shown yeah. enough for the last. Since he got since basically got admitted from the team, yeah. very one-dimensional and disappointing. Uh, and a guy that I think would do the job again if he got picked because he's done it I think he him. would. Yeah, he's Vaughn Vaughan. Would. Paul Vaughn. Oh, would yeah, do okay, a job Paul for us. Vaughan. He would, yeah,
2: for um, sure. Paul Vaughan looks a little slower to me than he did a couple mm. of years ago. He looks like a yard or so slower. Um, he used to be, used to have the fast legs and the, you know, the little step and the jink, and it, that seems to have slowed down a little bit, which becomes a little more predictable. That, that's age, you know. Like, and in saying no, that, he's
1: not... you only need him to play ten fifteen, which is what he did a couple of years back. That's the bit that yeah. I, I really think when people sit down and pick teams in the media. Mm. They they look at oh this guy plays seventy minutes and well that's the, that's not what he has to do at Origin mm. he's got mm. a defined role where he's got to make an impact and that's what Paul yeah, Vaughan did it, a couple it, of years Finnucane did that two years ago
2: but in saying that I mean Paul Vaughan is probably only two front rower injuries away from a recall same as uh, Regan Campbell Gillard um, you know Tavita's not far away um, he you know he's in my twenty two. Um, but he's, you know, I guess it's how his head is as well. Is he yeah. ready? Is he? Does he want to? Does he? Does he forget the thirty grand per game? Do you want to play, or is it a thirty grand? So a of, it's, it's a lot hard. of
1: haircuts for TPJ.
2: It's it's hard to know now, mate, with players because there's so much money. It's a hundred grand for the season. Do they really want to, or do they really want to make the money? It's hard to. Well,
1: know. we'll wrap up this opening segment. It's all Origin. This episode, pretty much, we'll do a bit of Canberra later, but we have some Queensland talk to do after the break. And one of those elements around 18th man and money, how does it all work? Uh, and we'll uh, wrap that up. Uh, last bit: uh, Steve Crichton and uh, Campbell Graham. Um, they're the two other guys that are in that periphery, but they won't yep. see they won't see Origin this year, I don't think, unless there's a mass injuries. And the other one was Zach Lamax, who's obviously hurt right now. Um, but we've pretty much comprehensively gone through who could be in that mix of New South Wales, and. What I'm encouraged about Cocksmith is we're pretty set on what the 17 will be. Um, yep. And that's, I feel like Freddie, go with your gut, listen to this podcast. Uh, we'll be back after the break uh, here on Not the Booty Show. Not the Booty Show. All right, let's go. You should see this desk, mate, honestly. I saw it the other week, didn't I? Has it changed or has it got worse? Oh, no, it's worse. It's right. Mine's not primitive. fantastic. I've got um, a Portuguese tart no, wrapper no. sitting here. See? This is just, this is just, this, Wing nut,
2: drill bit, <laughs> old key that needs to be chucked in the Okay, home. I've got
1: a I've got an earplug. Um, I'll throw at you. um look, oh, well, cutters, I've got that yeah. Please look, side cutters, screwdriver. I mean I've, you're talking about worthless things. I've got like a parents house keys. Oh look, there's a hard drive. Okay, we're back. It's episode two three five we show Warwick Nicholson, Rob Cox. You got a lot of origin talk in the opening segment. Um, Smith is mm. still smiling. I mean, the man, he it. just, you know. I love it. I origin, his energy about origin all year. He's only yeah. levels at the start of this podcast, but like down here and now yep. like through the roof. Um, he loves a bit of origin. Uh, Queensland have a bit of an issue, Cox Smith, because the news came through today that Cam Munster has a foot injury that he hurt himself mm. last weekend. And Harry Grant has hurt a hamstring at training. Yep. They use yep. the word, the word tear has been used. There are three weeks to Origin One, which means there's two weeks before the teams get picked. If Queensland don't have C. Munster at six and H Grant at nine, mm. what are they going to do?
2: Oh well, Harry Grant. I mean, uh, there's two logical replacements for Grant it would be Reed Marnie or um, Ben Hunt, or I as think I like third. to call him,
1: I like to call him Bunt. You know yes. that. Uh, who's the third? McCullough, I think, is the guy that they'll lean on. Like they did oh with yeah, yeah. He's Mr Reliable, McCulloch.
2: Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but fear not, um, all of the uh, Bunt fans out there. Bunt will be in the 18, 100 percent for yep. sure and certain. Um, yeah. So he played, I he think played pretty well it, the other night, to be fair. If Munster is out, I think you know Ben Hunt will go to your your six. Um, and if he's not, then Ponga. Like you mentioned today in a text message, though, how do they defend or how do they look after Ponga? Mm. Because if he's in the front line, I know what I'm doing if I'm Freddie. And, you know, my eight and 10 will be running at him.
1: My 11, at every, 12.
2: At every they are opportunity, yep. they're going to pepper him and he is going to make more tackles than he's ever made in his lifetime. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they'll do that. I think Ponga will be at one. So I think think Ben Hunt has shown.
1: Brimson misses
2: out? No, not necessarily. I mean, you've got to look at your bench and who you're going to carry on your bench. You need a back on your bench that can play a couple of different positions. And um, for mine, I mean, without going through their team, I think Brimson is definitely a a really good uh, number 14 and um, can come on and play a a few different roles.
1: So I think we're pretty much... uh, on that. It's, it's the Ponga or the Ben Hunt at the six, yep. if Munster's not yep. right. Um, the only two that came to mind after that was Anthony Milford and Kurt Mann. So if you're Queensland, just pray you don't get a few injuries um, mm. in the next little... You're uh, a funny guy. You're a funny guy, mate. Uh, I like to keep you laughing. Uh, what mm. comes out of this, and you talked about 18th man, um, Bunt being in 18th man uh, for mm. Queensland for sure, if everyone's fit. Yeah. The the money involved in being 18th man it's an interesting question because the is it 30 team, grand? It's it's signi- it's at least five figures. I I thought it was 30 or maybe it's 10 grand a game and 30 grand for the series. I don't quite on right. that, but it's, it's a okay. significant amount of money. Um yeah. I think it's still up in the air as to how the 18th man does or doesn't get paid. If he has to play, get on the field, if he's part of the squad in the week leading up to uh, how would you approach it if you I guess you were If you were doling out the money, Cox Smith, how would you you approach it? Well, I would think that the... I would name 18
2: and, you know, I'm not a treasurer here, but if I was the New South Wales um, uh, Rugby League's treasurer or money person, I would have to allocate 30 grand for 18 players Um, because there's every chance, you know, are we carrying this head rule over into the... um, I think so. So there's every chance that you will play Um, And if you sit on the bench, you get paid. So 19th won't.
1: Okay. Unless he takes the field. If someone
2: breaks down in in the warm-up, then he doesn't take the field. He doesn't get paid. There'd have to be some kind of a per diem that if you've trained all week, then it's a per day payment.
0: But
1: this is the issue with the 18th man rule or the addition mm, is that mm. if you look at it from that perspective, is it training equaling Playing, like as in to get paid. I, I imagine they have to get paid if they're going you know, to be in a camp all week, but the 18th man yeah. won't necessarily be in camp all week because if the 18th man is picked from a team that plays the weekend before Origin, yeah. he can't be in saying. camp the whole week. So, yeah. and if there's no guarantees playing, do mm. and you said Files and Queensland have both said, both coaches have said they don't want to be stuck with having to only pick from players who didn't play mm. the week before yeah. Origin.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a I, really I think, curly
1: one. I don't know what you do. I really don't. You there, get must, there must be an answer. There must be an answer. And I think
2: if we, if you were to dig deep enough at the New South Wales or Queensland Rugby Leagues, they would say to you that there is a, a provision in there to pay the 18th player or even 19th player um, a certain amount of money, even if they don't take the field, and um, which would probably be a similar money for if Nathan Cleary broke down in warm-up for the game um, mm. and doesn't take the field. I can't imagine him getting his 30K. Um,
1: but he'd get he something, get that's it. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. My money. I was talking to my nephew today, and he asked that question, and I said, "Well, I think your minimum starting point, if there's any demand, is going to be five grand. Like, there's got to be some money yeah, involved in it." I, um, I would have said it'd be ten, a third okay. of what the other guys get, but
2: who knows? And and I think uh, maybe if you were to do some investigation, like the investigative journalist that you are,
1: you might have an answer. Uh, I, I am. To these. When, I, when next time I'm on the toilet, I'll um, I'll I'll Google. Uh, well, uh, I do have a question. We have, we have a bunch of questions, and I've got to go up the shelf awesome. because we've already gone really heavily into time. But um, Let's go. number one fan, G. Croxford, vice mm. Warrior. Um, he asked me four questions. I'm going to – I don't know if we're going to okay. get all through all four questions. But Let's go. Rapid fire. The, the, origin, the origin question that he gave us was, Croxsmith, who is the greatest Queensland and New South Wales origin player that isn't from the obvious list, i.e. Mal or Joey? We're not going to spend heaps time on this, but the question here to me is who's not like who's on the obvious list if we can't pick them? Because I don't know if he's yeah. now's not the greatest Queensland player of all time. No. And no. is Joey the greatest New South Wales player of all time?
2: Joey I don't think he is. The, the, the thing for Joey with me is he's the best player I've ever seen. Mm. He's yeah. the best he's best the best player that I've seen. But some of his biggest moments were for Newcastle. Um, you know, so it's difficult. To, to kind of unpackage all of that and make him Newcastle or New South Wales or Australia, I think he's overall the best player that I've seen. Um, the best New South Wales player I've seen, I mean, but geez, geez, there there's been a lot, you know, like geez, Michael O'Connor was a good player. And I'm going back that far because I remember mm-hmm. those games. Um, but as far as from the not... Mark Coyne. Mark Coyne was a great Queenslander. He was. really was, you know. Uh, he wasn't a big centre. He wasn't... I don't know if he'd play these days at the weight that he played back then. Uh, very
1: hard question, Mr Croxford. It is. Uh, the one that I think is the greatest New South Wales player of all time, mm. and you can call me biased, but the stats course, are pretty, pretty, uh, a, a pretty compelling. L Daly is the was greatest he... player I've seen in New South Wales. Yes. Yeah, okay. Look at the record. Well... We came I mean, off Queensland are... absolutely crushing us at the end of the 80s, crushing us. Mm. They won eight games in a row. Mm. And then L Daly, along with a few other very, very good footballers, came into that New South Wales team under Jack Gibson, which everyone forgets. Mm. And Freddie was 19. about the same time, wasn't he? Yep, Freddie came in. Uh, Joey, a little bit later. Clyde. Fred Clyde, um, Ricky Stewart, handy. Mm. Um, mm. And Ciro was around. Um, Lazarus mm. was around. Ian Roberts, Benny Elias. We had it, a very handy uh, yeah. side. But yeah, we won in I ninety, ninety two, ninety yeah. three, and ninety four, and Daly yeah. was at the head of all those teams. Yeah. And that was against the Queensland sides down. with Meninga, Langer, um, Walters, all these great players. And I, I think it's, I think he's overlooked from my generation element um, in regards mm. to how awesome he is on the the all time greats list. Um, yeah. And the other player that for New South Wales that I think definitely gets a lot of love out there is B Kenny. People love the fact that oh. his record against Wally is so good. Mm. Um, mm. They're two players that really come to mind. that I, I think that are out uh, of the ordinary, that the people least. now have sort of moved on from, because they go, they go, oh, the last, you know, the last decade, Queensland have all these great players and they've had it's an amazing list, but you know, dominance is a funny word because it doesn't necessarily have to be for nine years or whatever it was, eight years, nine mm. years, whatever Queensland won for back in, the formative years when I was watching footy anyway, like I came off Queensland just being the bee's knees. And all of a sudden this New South Wales team that I loved, with all these players I love, just, just pushed them off the park. And yeah, if you had fights, it was magic. That, that's for me, L Daly is the one that comes to mind. Queensland's a bit harder. So I'm not as invested in Queensland. Um, mm. That's the nature. Paul Hoff, there you go. Um, you know, have um, <laughs> <The clip-over>, him. Beautiful. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, the next question will be part of the next segment. So we'll have a bonus segment next. That's from Queensland, New South Wales chat here on the footy show, episode 235. Not the footy show. Okay, mate. It's time to finish off the show. Bonus segment. Let's do it. Let's Let's finish hard. My nephew wants to know, what is going on with the Canberra Raiders? I think you'll ask about... The, the person
2: to ask about that is uh, one Richard Stewart, mate. Mm. Um, although I don't think it's all his fault at all. Um, the, the, common, the common consensus out there is that they're burnt out. You know, Gus seems to think they look like they missed their preseason this yeah, year. that was a really like interesting a insight he gave the other day on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. And, and they do look burnt out. If you look, look at what they're doing, they're winning first halves and then they're, they're not closing it out and bringing it home. I uh, I have to agree they don't look very fit. But the other part of it is is their attitude, right? Mm. Is their attitude are they are they strong enough in the mind at the moment to be finishing games out? I mean, NRL is a is a pretty hard mind game as well. You've got to push through pain barriers and you've got to want to defend and you've got to want to get off your line. Um, and you know, so I, I couldn't put it down to one thing, but Someone, one of the one of the journalists the other night was saying, just Ricky needs to start cleaning out now, you know. And if George Williams is not happy there, you know, he could be. He, I don't know. I don't know George. Never met him, but he could be one of the reasons. He could be bringing the mood down at training. He could be kicking stones. Um, but whatever Ricky needs to do, I'm sure Ricky has got the guts to do it. Um, he's probably just holding out a little bit because he's very, very loyal to the players and. I know that Ricky wouldn't want to just make wholesale changes because of his love for those players. But I think Ricky's Ricky's going to need to start making some of those changes because they're not getting the results. And five in a row ain't good for anybody. Uh, it's not good for Ricky as a coach, and it's not good for the players that are, that are putting in. Um, so, yeah, it's a mystery. It's a mystery as to why it's happening, but we know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know... It's just to figure out, you know, why that particular thing is happening. Their second half collapses are just woeful. I mean, what are your thoughts? Why do you think it's
1: happening? It's not so much that they're collapsing. They're just not offering anything. That's the thing that really, really gets... It's like them. they're running out of gas. Yeah. And they ideas. just don't seem to have the ability to lift when the opposition comes at them in the second half. So it's hmm. not that they're... I mean, I think there's been one game are, or two games, the last this game against the Cowboys and the game against... um the nights on the weekend where they had a significant lead at half time. But they haven't thrown a punch in anger after that, mm. after the break. Other teams got bang, bang tries. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're trying to hold on. And I'm like, this, I, I'm with you. George Williams evidently wants to go home. And the challenge for Canberra is that um, the chat today was, oh, unless we get someone of equal value, we're not going to let him go. No, he's gone. Because uh, one mm. Jay Bateman wanted to go home. And, and I wonder if part of this this burnout element and is the, is the way the Bateman thing sort of unfolded last year. Because, you know, I was big on the fact that he didn't get his surgery till really late in the offseason last year. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it was like, I understood why Canberra allowed that. But maybe that's the first crack in the the solidarity armor of, you know, we won't make rules for anybody different. And then mm. in, within a couple of months, he signed to go home. Um, mm. and, and if he wanted to go home, I get that. But that's the, that once those things start happening, as a playing group, you, you're kind of like, are we going to really be able to dig in again? Is this what we're going to ask to do? And you just, as, as Gus said, mm. are we at the point where the enthusiasm to, to lift to the standard they got to the last three or four years? Yeah. It's just, it just seems like it's beyond them because the season's so long. And, and I bang on this all the time, but I wonder if players have a similar mindset. The comp is average. You have one good month, hmm. you're back in the yep. mix. Canberra are, yep. uh, what, three and six after nine rounds. Yep. You have one good month, and where are you at? You're at seven and six. Hmm. You're back in the mix. You're back in the, the yep. race for, for a home final in, oh, the, in the bottom half yeah. of the top eight.
2: They're not completely gone, but I don't think they can make the top four. Yeah, I'm with um, you. Now. But- I, 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 they're, not, they're not out of the race to make finals football. Um, but they're going to need to turn it around pretty soon and, and not just turn it around against the you know, the lower bottom eight teams. Uh, but I, I think Ricky's pretty safe um, for a couple of years. I think he's got a couple of years left of grace. He's, he's the heart and soul of the place, really. Um, but no matter how much you've got the board and no matter how much you're the favourite son, they'll only take losing for so long. So yeah. I think Ricky needs to... Bite the bullet and make some changes, um, flush some players, and and bring in some new blood.
1: And the um, challenge for Canberra is that flush can't happen until the end of the year. No, so this playing no. group has a real decision to make: is you know are you willing to put it all on the line for one more year? Because mm. I look at this list: this is these are the guys that potentially are off the roster at the end of twenty twenty one. G. Williams, J. Hodgson, C. Scott, J. Rapana, uh, D. Louis, J. Kroger. Yeah, I that's thought like had big, one till the end of twenty two. He, he does, but mate, that shoulder looks like it's, you know, it, it took cactus. him a long time to get back in and he's gone out mm. after one hit on it. Um now I'm not this isn't from inside it's just observation. Huh. Like, this is what, what we're doing mm. here. But that's a that's a significant amount of experience and and I guess the core of this team that has contended for the last three years. Mm. Yeah. But it's a massive part of your salary cut. So where do you spend mm. it? And this is the other question my nephew asked me. He said, Why not Sean Johnson?
2: Well, they're going to have to hustle on that because uh, Brisbane are going to make a decision pretty soon. And if they can't get Reynolds to make a decision, um, I reckon Johnson is their next best um, kind of. He's probably their first best, really. But they 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 get stuck on an idea clubs and they want yeah. Reynolds. So uh, we'll see, um, Ricky. You never know. Ricky may have already been speaking to Sean Johnson. Um, I'm sure he's got a
1: plan. It's just nothing he can give away. At the I'm moment. all I'm all I'm all in on this. If oh, I'm Canberra and I'm going, you need to reinvigorate things. I mean, I know we've had the discussion around, you know, he's Achilles, can he come back from it? Except that a lot of players have injuries. I just go, of all the players who are out there in the market right now, um, I'm happy to pay him 700 grand because I ain't going to pay that to the Chad. Whoa, pulled after um, 50 minutes the other night. Uh, we have another question as we wrap up. There's Canberra, that's where we're sitting. Um, I think there, there's still a chance for the eight. Uh, they can still turn it around. This playing group isn't untested in regards to that, um, mm. but the tests come these next three weeks. They've got to beat the Bulldogs. Yep. Then they've got to probably take one game from either the Storm or the Chooks in the two weeks after that. And Jay White and Ma- over to you. Mate, I think I think
2: if they lose to the Bulldogs, I think Ricky may have a coronary, uh, or he will sack players left, right, and centre. Mm. I really believe that. Yeah. I think he's he's been getting calmer. As they've been losing more and i think and i think it's there's only a matter of time because ricky ain't a calm person mate
1: so if you are a chair at Suncorp stadium this weekend oh, um just just you know put in for annual leave just get away from yes. there as soon as you can because be there's gonna be some Don't fatalities be this weekend uh mm. the other questions we had from g Croxford. but yeah uh, three more so we're gonna have to show yep. up with this um mm-hmm. he asks why can't you contest the kick if the opposition player barely touches the ball in the air so in the words if you're both going up the ball and he touches yeah. it first and then you touch him, um, yeah. you know, which is obviously a rule for player safety. yeah. But you can nail the defenceless kicker three seconds after he kicks the ball. It's an That's a really good question.
2: Well, I mean, here's another one for Croxford to chew on. Um, if I throw a looping pass to somebody, a la almost a kick, and they're just about to catch it and I nail them, or in they're the jumping, jumping yeah. in the air to catch the ball, I can... I can if you if you if someone passes you the ball and you have to jump to catch it, I can demolish you while you're in the air. Let's play on.
1: It's really getting it's- bad seeing referees or the bunker or touch judges or whoever's not watching. The impact on kickers right now is is creeping back up. It really is. Mm. And mm. the NRL we 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 discussed this earlier this afternoon, and I said I don't want to go down the bunker and the batch review committee and Anasley and stuff because it just makes the podcast way too long. But that is an area that, you know, we talk about how we're going to crack down on the tenth, the um, sixth again stuff. Hmm. NRL, really have a strong look at what you're letting go right now because Josh Maguire got a fine for that hit on Kyle Flanagan the other day in the 80th minute. There's nothing happening in the game there. It is nothing short of thuggery that that hit and he got fined. And he's got priors. My head. Yep. Um, the other question is, um, he says, and this is sort of linked to these these two questions. So I'll give you both. Um, is there enough talent in the game to uh, in the game currently see the Chad? Uh, let alone um, in the game currently to bring in uh, one or two expansion teams in the next two to five years? Answer that part first. It's
2: it's an interesting question because in the past I've agreed that there isn't enough talent, right? But I watched a game the other day, and I believe it was between the Tigers. Who did the Tigers play, mate? Titans. And Titans. Saturday night. Yeah, that was was that a pretty close game? Remind uh, me, the scoreboard
1: said it was at the end, but the Titans were up by thirty or well, twenty points or something um, with about fifteen. It go, may wasn't. not have been that game.
2: There's been a couple of games where they've both been fairly average teams with no real superstars in the team. Or not a lot of superstars, uh, a lot of journeymen, and I think you get a good game. I mean, a game of football is a game of football. Mm. Um, the problem is, is when you get a Melbourne or a Penrith playing the Tigers, it's a whitewash. So the question is, how do you, how do you get the, the talent evenly across the competition? You know, so. I do think it's okay to have a slightly watered-down competition because without without teams developing their, a lot of talent, you will get a, a little bit of a watered-down competition. And I think it's okay for teams to only have two or three real superstars in in the, the team. But what gets me is when, and Gus alluded, alluded, alluded to this this week, is when the premiers, the Storm, by uh, Xavier, Xavier Coates, Coates from the Wood, from the wooden spooners, uh, how does that happen? And and I agree, pilfering as a premiers, pilfering a young player uh, from the wooden spooners probably shouldn't be
1: and shouldn't be kosher. There's no way Melbourne are paying the biggest amount of money to Coates. of oh, all the offices. No. The, no. and that's no. where the issue comes from, from that perspective. Yeah. I, I want to take you back to when the Titans came into the competition. We had 15 mm-hmm. teams. It was 2007. Mm. What are the? Do you remember what the Titans did with their their buying? Do you remember that, or do I need a refresher? No. They went after ex- established first graders, and they paid them a lot of money. They they basically filled a roster between the ages of 25 and 38, but Scott Prince, the Frankie yep. Bailey, etc. And for the mm. three years or four years, they they were either competitive or they made the prelim. All right. That's when Cardi was there, yeah, coaching. And then what
2: happened yep. in the next decade? because they didn't develop any players um, or
1: didn't have any juniors coming through, they collapsed. They ended up having to pick guys, guys going to jail um, this week. I won't mention his name for the moment. Um, and a few other players they've picked up. And then what they've done in the last 12 months is they've gone back to the checkbook. But instead of buying 25, 26 year olds for that big money, they've gone for 20 and 21 year olds, picking up Tino and Safida. Hmm. This is the thing that worries me is that if you go back to 2007, we only had 15 teams and mm. the team that expanded picked the eyes out of a few clubs. I mean, there's a reason mm. that, I mean the Tigers lost a few players that were really important to them and a few other guys went out as well. But mm. that team has has never established themselves as a powerhouse and they came from a pretty handy area of junior development on the Gold Coast. Yep. We hear about Kim yep. Park all the time. So yeah. we now have 16 teams and we have some pretty ordinary teams amongst those 16 teams. And we're going to add two teams in five years. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, really, really worried that this is, and and we've had this discussion, but PVL wants to put another flag in the, in the battle versus AFL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what this team in Brisbane seems like to me. It's what this other team, either in Perth or New Zealand or whatever it seems to be to me. And I, I just, I really look at the Titans example of, What's it? What's 14 years since they've been in the competition? Back, back in the competition? Yeah, well, 17, 14. Yep. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's what, what really worries me is that we expand, and guess what we do in the space of 10 years?
0: Mm. We contract. Mm.
1: Now, we got lucky in that we've been able to go back to the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've lost that second Brisbane team back in 97. We've lost a yeah. team Adelaide in 98. We've lost a team in Perth in 98. I, I don't want us jumping, jumping in too quickly. It just it really, really, really worries me that there's definitely not enough talent.
2: Well, I look, I wouldn't be all that worried, but what we do need, I'm not I'm not all that worried about it because honestly the, the talent pool that we've got just playing in England um, could be brought back. Um, not all of them, obviously, but some of them could be brought back to, to fill positions, and, and rightfully so. Um, but I think there needs to be a draft of some description to stop uh, premiers from raiding wooden spooners. Um, there needs to be a little bit more, um, I guess, overseeing of transfers from star-studded clubs that have won multiple premierships um, over a bottom-four team Um I, I just, I just don't think it's right. I think there needs to be some kind of a draft, and I think, I think for their for their playing future, uh, hopefully the, the the players union don't get involved in trying to block a draft and call it restriction of trade or restraint of trade, because it's for the good of rugby league that the pool of talent is spread evenly or as evenly as possible, um, you know. Because uh, at the end of the day, Melbourne figured out quite quite early on that. They don't need to pay. They didn't want to. Players don't naturally want to go to Melbourne, right? No one wants to move to Melbourne. Let's be honest. Unless you're a foreigner, you want to move to Melbourne. People from overseas love Melbourne. It's a it's a cosmopolitan city, and yeah. you know I like I like Melbourne as well. But I don't think a young rugby league player wants to go to Melbourne, you know. But they do if they're going to be coached by Craig Bellamy and be put in that system. So, you know, they're going they're going for less, um, and they're going for a reason. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so the NRL has to has to maybe get involved in transfers a little bit more, be a little bit more prominent in their involvement in transfers and say, hold on, you guys won the comp last year. They came last and you're taking one of their junior, one of their you know, young international players because he did play for Papua New Guinea. And he also he played Queensland under 20s. And And Queensland. Played Queensland. Queensland. And and, and Origin last year. So, um, you know, he's an on-the-rise player. And now Melbourne have got him for however long they want him. Um, And Brisbane, again, have... You know, and I I don't have a lot of sympathy for Brisbane because they've had their chances and they've let a lot of players go. But um, I just don't think it... I don't think it spreads the talent evenly enough when... When players go from last place to first place, um, especially when first place don't, they don't have, really have an aging roster now. They did when the big three or four were there, but they don't anymore. Um, you know, they've got a quite a young roster, so um, their advantage is they're fine. I mean, I know that they're going to he's going to go for Ado Car um, and slot under the wing, but he'll, he'll eventually probably play centre, I reckon. Um, maybe fullback, depending on what Pappy does. So. I don't think we've got as little a talent as people make out. I think it just need what the big talent that we've got, you know, the premier players like we just discussed with the, the um, New South Wales and Queensland teams need to be spread more evenly across the competition. And I think it's up to the NRL to get involved in that, in spreading that, that talent evenly until there is a national um, directive as far as development goes because at the moment the NRL don't get involved in development. It's up to the clubs. Yep. Um, and like Gus has been banging on for the last six weeks about they need to get more money out of the NRL, whether that be in direct money payments or dispensation for for salary caps yep. um, to develop their you know, clubs, to develop their own players. So uh, the clubs need to look out for this as well. Uh, it shouldn't just be the NRL's problem, um, but ultimately it will be the NRL's problem if the talent isn't spread evenly enough you'll you'll find the same four in the same four in the top 4 every year and that's boring mate if you were a league fan and if you went for the tigers you'd be starving a little bit around about now and the whole the whole spread of talent was designed so that clubs can have strong you know half decades and then they'll might fall by the wayside and the next club comes up but it's so you can spread the competition success around evenly, Uh, you know, because when you've got a lot of fans going for what are at the moment perpetual bottom eight teams, you could lose fans. People don't like losing. You know, you've got to spread it around, baby.
1: As Gus says, losing is bad for business. Uh, Yes. What I'll say about the whole what they should do, and it's come to me as you've sort of said, draft. I, I don't want to see the NRL involved in whether player X is better than player G, because I just don't, no, unless Bill Gold's the guy doing it, I don't think there's well, anybody else. That I sit there and go, no, I want making. But I decision. think,
2: but I think players should be rated on on their stats. Okay, now no. I know that you hate stats, but they do. But there's no other way to rate a player. You've got to be able to rate a player in try assists, in in line breaks. In what that does,
1: Cocksmith for me is that that then will be linked to their playing uh, the earning value. So if you've got a game like the other day, all right, um, the Dragons totally dominated the Bulldogs, all right? Yep. The Bulldogs scored 12 points from an intercept and a one-on-one steal. Those stats still count as valuable as a guy scoring a try to put his team in the finals. Okay? Yeah, no, no, I get that. that. And that's that's what I I really don't want to see because the part that I think has to be given to the clubs from a dispensation point of view is – if you develop or you identify these players and you have them on a nothing contract and you get to a grand final because your salary cap Penrith last year, for example, they wouldn't have been, they've got rid of a couple of guys that were on massive deals like Tamau and, yeah. and the like, you know, they were yeah. paying the Liam Martins not as much. It's, you know, yeah. you've got to give them some value. It can't just be this, this guy's an eight, this guy's a 10 because you, you will see players forced out of clubs. If that's the case, what I want to see, and this is, this links back to the sorry, just a few seconds. The, 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 yeah. Instruction of two teams what they do in the states in the nhl is they do a thing called a um a dispersal draft okay Mm -hmm. where effectively they um, have a protected uh, amount of players on each roster and anybody who's not on that list of um protected players is eligible to be picked by this new team there's a seattle kraken coming in they can pick there's 31 teams i think in the nhl they can pick one player from each club and they can also do deals on the side that means that, you know, say the new Brisbane team sells Penrith, we won't take Liam Martin if you let us pick up, you know, one of these juniors coming through like an Isaac Targo or something like that who's actually not on your main roster, which was yeah. the... you have to, What I'm saying is I think that's a better way if you're going to try and build a more sustainable um, competitive roster than just the free-for-all, which could see... The same thing that happened to the Tigers and a few other clubs back in 2007, where Premiership players like your um, Scott Princes and um, Anthony Lefrankie just get pulled out of the team because that team's got more money to spend than everybody else.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so that's just Look, what I'm uh, thinking in regards to that.
2: I know what you're saying, and I agree with you to a, to a degree. I just think that the NRL needs to oversee these transfers a little a little more with a keen eye, because at the moment it's it's like the wild wild west. You know, someone wants to go to Melbourne, great, let him go. You know, um, and you know that the coats will go for unders. Now, is that fair on the player? Ultimately, is that fair on the player? Yeah, it's his decision. So instead of making 450, he might be going for 350. You know, um, is that fair on the player? Because ultimately what happens is players make a decision over to go to a, a great team with more chance of winning premierships over – a lesser team, maybe like the Tigers or, or someone like that, and make more money. Um, I'm not saying that the money is always the answer, but what I'm saying is if you've got a grading system with players, you can make sure that, you know, let's say that the best players in the league are, uh, are graded as a one, right? Mm. You can make sure that no team has got any more than three number ones and so on. So they can only have a certain amount of number. They can only have a certain amount of grades, you know, um,
1: but that makes contracts null and void then, pretty much.
2: No, not really, because uh, if a team has got four, three or four, whatever the number is, three number ones, how does it make a contract null and void? They're, because they're he can't stay there. in the club.
1: So he, signed, Jerome Lewise, signs a three-year, five-year contract with Penrith. Um, yeah. Nathan Cleary is yep. currently a one. He signs as yep. a three. All right. And yep. at the end of the third year, and then year, progresses to a one. one.
2: That's fine. You can progress to a one within your within your contract period, but, but when that, it comes that to the same problem that
1: you had back in the day when we were talking about how Canberra and Brisbane and the like had these super teams. Um, yeah, but
2: you, do you want to see super teams anymore?
1: We've got them now. It's all it's, it's well.
2: It's all well and good while it's your club, but when it's not, it's, got it's not now. very
1: good. We've got them now. We've got Melbourne. We've got Penrith. Um, well,
2: Penrith, Penrith are a developed club. I'm, They're different.
1: But I'm, but I'm talking now. That's the, that's the thing where I think this can't work. Is that it's all about your, the opinion element cutting into the development element which I think gives you that right to hold on to these players I don't think any team should be forced to have to lose a player because at the end of one season they've gone from a five to a one and yeah. you go from spending in 20 75k to having to sp- spend 750k like it's I think that's ridiculous like I don't think well, you well, should club, have to do that because the, the manager will make that happen it if it, they, there's no the club way club a manager or but it. But they
2: can't if a club can't afford it they won't pay it
1: you know, yeah, like, a manager won't sit there and say, I'm going to happily have this bloke on for the next three years at 75K if the NRL now rates him as a one.
2: Well, no, but, but that, that'll that be up the player then to say to the club, you know what, um, yeah, I signed for 75 grand a year for the next five years, but now I'm worth 750. What are you going to do? I think do? That's, a, that's, a,
1: that's, a, that's a Pandora's box we don't want to open. I, I think. That's-
2: well, yeah, but at some, at some stage, to keep the competition even, someone is going to have to grow a set and do something about it because it's not good for the competition to have teams dominating for 12 years at a time
1: or, you know, it's not, you don't settle on spending $3 million on Moses and by Josh Reynolds and whoever else is on. there's some some silly, silly decisions being made there, but because
2: they couldn't attract any other kind of players apart from the player that wanted to make a big payday, Um, you know, and again, that comes down to the club. What's happening at the club? What's, you know. Well, so, Caviar Emdor is what I, I say. I don't think we are that um, light on talent that the, the competition can't sustain another two teams. I really don't. What we need to do is we need to better
1: disperse the talent. Well, do you if think we can do that, to wrap this whole thing up, do you think PVL will introduce something, whatever variation of what we're talking about, will it- <laughs> Will he introduce anything or will it just be a free-for-all? Free-for-all. That wraps up the show because that's, I think, what comes down to what frustrates both of us in that conversation. Yep. is the... Yep, 100%. We're on the same
2: page. We just think about it differently. And we both want an even We're looking at how
1: do you make this competition evener. No, we just added a team because TV wants another, another team in Brisbane and I want to, say, stick it up yet in our AFL. Um, that's the episode, mate. Uh, Good stuff. Gee, just, to, to, to,
2: to, just to, just to t- tag that out, Yep. nobody i don't think anybody in rugby league administration right now has the gonads to do to take on the playing uh, unions and say we're going to start a draft because i know what's going what will happen
1: yeah expansion draft dispersal draft i think is the best option that we've got yep. that could, could could be um swallowed by the players association um yeah yep. uh, let's just see what happens. Uh, Instagram so, at footy show. Instagram for uh, Roberto is R-A-B-B-C-O-X. You can see some great photos of him that he approves of rather than ones where he looks like Jim Carrey from um, Yes Man. I'm um, happy with that. Uh, Facebook.com slash Enerol podcast. Uh, Twitter at Enerol tweet. Uh, we've got a review as we wrap the show completely up. Um, and yep. let me find that legend uh, as I, oops, not the right thing. Um, what was his name again? Uh, Papa Giuseppe Pizza? or um, Here we go. Uh, Papa's son uh, gave us five stars. He says, love the podcast. Great insights uh, that I can use to pretend I know about the NRL with colleagues. Go the Raiders. So, well played. Who was it, Papa? Papa's son.
0: Uh, not Papa Lee. Papa's oh, son. I don't know. It could
1: be. Uh, but it's from podcastreviews.com, which I, I think might be um, slightly uh, not an actual um, website. But whoever you are, yep. Papa's son, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Thanks, mate. It. Um, yep. And uh yeah, that's another re- that's two reviews in two weeks, Coxmith. I mean we're flying. 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 Um, we'll speak it. to everybody uh next time. Sorry but it's gone long again. Hey Origin.
2: We're just yeah. keep we're givers mate. We just keep giving. We're giving our guts every week.
1: Yes. Oh. Loving it. Put it out 110% in the field. Full credit to the boys, all that garbage. Uh, oh, we'll speak goodness. to you next time and not the footage everybody. Absolutely,
2: Pepsi. It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great
0: uh, tradition of Show. Birthday boy, Pepsi.